Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team that's popped up shallow center field Correa is out calling everyone off he's there makes the catch and that is the ball game now the Houston Astros are 2017 American League West champions another Astros podcast Devers at the plate representing the winning run he is one for three with an RBI double, and he grounds the first pitch right at Altuve. Second baseman has it, throws the first in time, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros hold on to defeat the Boston Red Sox by a final of 3-2. to two. That's now five straight wins for the Astros and 100 wins on the season. Second time in franchise history, triple digits. Unbelievable season, and there's two more left. Got a chance to maybe tie that 1998 team with 102 wins. What a game and what a victory for the Astros. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros hitting coach Dave Hudgens. Only makes sense to talk to the hitting coach after a historic stretch for the Astros. Had four straight games in which scored at least 11 runs and offense really just just clicking on all cylinders. And it seems like it's coming together offensively right at the right time have guys healthy now for the most part and and right before the postseason yeah it seems like it I mean we're getting guys back Correa getting you know back getting his timing down Josh Reddick is down a little bit but other right. than that yeah guys are swinging back good they're feeling strong and yeah we're ready to go into it Alex Bregman really good game yesterday uh, driving in all three of the Astros runs had a two run home run he's one of the many Astros who's been, been swinging the bat really well of late and and really for Bregman it's it's been since early July that we've seen him just be one of the one of the better offensive players on this team hitting for average and and some extra base hits yeah he's been really consistent he you know he's the kind of kind of guy that prepares uh, he does his work he does his homework he always has a game plan like like the rest of the guys too but for a young hitter you know he's, he's really mature beyond his years what has Bregman gotten better at this year compared to last year of course last year just up to the big leagues for the first time and had only been in pro ball for uh, a year at that point I think just learning his swing a little bit and what adjustments he has to make uh, learning how guys are are pitching him and then how they're making adjustments to him and then he's had to make an adjustment back. Uh, you know, they start beating him with some high fastballs, so he makes the adjustment and gets on top of the ball a little bit more. He, he, he's really good at that. But, it, you know, I mean, it takes a young guy a little, a little time to make those adjustments. I think early in the year, uh, not having as much spring training mm -hmm. as maybe he could have uh, hurt him a little bit on the, on the start. But after the start of the season, after the first month or so, he's really been good. 
Meanwhile, you mentioned Carlos Correa came off the disabled list uh, early September, had the, the thumb injury that required surgery. And you mentioned timing as being an issue for him early. Was was that really what it was for him before he, he started to heat up? I think so. I think so. You know, minor league at-bats are great, but they're not like facing major league pitching, especially, you know, him jumping, of course, right back in the middle of the lineup. Uh, they're pitching him like Carlos Correa, not uh, somebody that might hit in the seventh or eighth spot. So. I think with his timing and uh, just getting the feel back, strength in his hands, just getting back in at major league game speed, it took him a little while, but he's coming on at the right time. He looks great. Uh, he's hitting the ball to all fields. He's pulling some balls that are inside, getting the ball in the air, and he's driving the ball the other way, and he's such a clutch hitter, such a big part of our lineup. So, yeah, it's good to see him start to get hot again. Now, Yuli Gurriel was a guy who was a, a bit of an X factor coming into the year. He came over from Cuba last year was the first time he had played in the States and really had played competitively in, in, in a little while. And of course, they don't play every day quite like they do here in the U.S. over in Cuba. How have you seen Yuli evolve and grow this season? It, it took him some time to learn how to prepare and how he needs to get ready for a game because it's so much different here than it might be in Cuba, just with all the information. And, you know, it's something that we didn't want to overwhelm him with yeah. uh, at all when he first got here. And now he's starting to understand, you know, he's starting to look at some video. He's starting to understand how guys are trying to pitch him. And you're really a smart hitter. I mean, you don't have that kind of success over there at that kind of international competition and not be really good. So uh, he's got great bat-to-ball skills. You know, he's similar to Altuve in contact rate. Uh, hits the ball as hard as anybody. So, I mean, he's, he hasn't been a, a surprise because we thought in spring training this, he can really hit. Yeah. It's just the approach as far as knowing what pitches to hit, having a game plan against every pitcher. And, and the big thing with him is facing those guys for the first time. And second, third time around, he really makes good adjustments. Dave Hudgens, Astros hitting coach. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Robert. Anytime. Charlie Morton is my guest today here on Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks ahead of the third game of this series with Boston and Charlie last night big outing for you I mean finish up the season strong before the playoffs feeling good about yourself great atmosphere here at Fenway wasn't it yeah that was a lot of fun I never pitched here before the only time I came here as a kid and then um, I threw in a pre-draft workout here in 2002 so that was the last time I was here any memories I mean you you told me yesterday that you'd come here with your grandparents and and your parents on a few occasions did you ever look up in the stands and just think man I was up in the stands not too long ago, and here I am right in the middle of the diamond. I don't remember coming here frequently. You might have come here one time. I remember after the game, though, going to the Cheers bar. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you think you were going to see Norm or Cliff? <laughs> I didn't know. I was young. Have you ever felt the electricity of a crowd like that? Have you pitched in the playoffs before? Yeah, in 2013, I started a game in the division series. That was that was crazy. It had been uh, 20 years of losing in Pittsburgh, and there's a lot of pent-up emotion and I think it was just a different crowd because I mean we went on the road to, yeah. to St. Louis it was exciting you know it was a playoff atmosphere but there's something about 2013 in Pittsburgh in that playoff yeah the, the playoff the uh, wild card game and then the DS there this team's won 100 games and you made mention to somebody the other day that uh, investing your time in a special group of guys like this is going to be tough to duplicate what do you mean by that this group is tight aren't they I think when you, when you get towards the end of your career, I think you start to think about, especially when you have kids yeah. and the wife and kids, and you start to think about your, how you're spending your time. In, in my experience, groups like this, just they just don't happen every year. It takes a special group. It takes a special group of individuals to make a, a team like this. So, And now this is my third team in three years. I think you're always searching for the for guys you like to be around and, 
it gets a long season. So, and the, the group of guys we've gotten here, I love every one of them. Yeah. So it's you know you just don't you don't find that too often. How quickly did you feel that with this team? Was it in spring training or is that as the season went along? When I went to Houston and when I signed, um, I didn't get to know. You know, I didn't get to meet too many people. Yeah. But then I went to Fan Fest. I got to meet some of the guys, and and then certainly spring training, you started to get a, the so the real census is a special a dynamic group. Everybody's got their their quirks, and sure. you know, That's just like anywhere part. else, right? But you know, it's it's not very uh, not very clicky. It seems like everybody just just wants to to win together, to, to play together, and we've done a good job. Hey, a lot more innings for you this year compared to last year, anyway. Uh, not too far off your season high total as far as innings goes. What makes you so strong this time of year for you? Because your yeah. your velocity never wavered. Yeah, and that usually happens. Yeah. Usually it happens around June. <laughs> yeah. You know, I come out of spring training. Usually the ball's coming out okay if I'm assuming I'm healthy. I think the problems I had in the past were when it comes to pitch speed associated with injury. Yeah. You know, it is either I was hurt, pitching hurt. So you know, you adjust your mechanics. You know, you're not. You're really trying to protect your body subconsciously, consciously. After the 2011 season, I had hip surgery on my left one. I came out of spring training. I wasn't throwing very hard in spring training. I lost a bunch of weight, and the same exact thing happened after the 2014 season going to 2015. So really, I think it's just preparing, having a good off season. Yeah. And I wasn't able to do that after 2011 or 2014 or 2014. But I was after the 2015 season. I stayed healthy. You know, I didn't pitch well. I stayed healthy, and then. Had a great off season, and unfortunately, I had yeah. hamstring avulsion there and run down the first base. Same thing as off. I, you know, I had an off season. Got a lot of rest. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I had a, I had a real some real good work. Yeah. <laughs> put in. I, I've, I've been telling people this and ask me, what do, you, what do you think? What do you attribute? You know, the, the speed to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been my workouts the past two off seasons where I worked out Athletic Edge and, and Braden to gotcha. give him a little shout out. Andrew Emick and Mike Goff down there. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. And, and also too, I mean, I, I was after I was traded from the Pirates um, to the Phillies, and I started working out a different place, and I started throwing with a different group of guys. And we, we had our thing up there at Lakewood Ranch High School in Bradenton, yeah. our little workout group playing catch, and um, I was just toying with some things mechanically. I wasn't really working with anybody. I was just listening to my body, yeah. and I think that helped a lot too because I hadn't really done that before. It was a, it was pretty productive from 2015. Last thing, and we were having a conversation inside with Will Harris. Top three movies of all time: Goodwill Hunting. That's number one. Shawshank Redemption. Number two. I don't know how many people are gonna be mad about this, but I, I have to do. I think I have to do to expand this to top five. True Grit, the new one. Okay, yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah. And then. I have to throw Dumb and Dumber and Super Troopers out there. <laughs> and <laughs> Super Troopers is in your top five? I, just, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's one of those movies that, you know, um, <laughs> you know, like Vermont. Just brings you to your happy place, huh? Yeah, I spent a good, good amount of time up there. And it's just funny. All right, that's Charlie Morton. Charlie, man, great season this year. I mean, you guys got a long way to go, but thanks for catching up. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. 
Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.